Project A Podcast. Hi everybody, we are doing a series of podcasts about the wider topic business intelligence, how to build a data-driven organization. First, we've met Leo, who was responsible for BI at Project A until the end of 2017. And we talked with him about some legacy topics in BI here. And today we have the new kid on the block with us, Philip, our current BI director. And we want to talk about what's new, what are new developments and how we drive this topic forward right now. My name is Rainer Birak. I'm the COO at Project A. And well, welcome, Philip, and thanks for taking the time. Hi, thanks for having me. Philip, we both must sound really funny. We both have a cold and I hope our audience will forgive us. We cough, we will sneeze a little over the next 20 minutes. So sorry, folks, for that. I hope that will be okay. I actually think my voice sounds a, a way better than it usually does. Yeah. So I'm, I'm quite positive. Yeah, I wanted to say that. I thought it would probably sound a little bit awkward, but yeah, that's actually really true. <laughs> okay, jokes aside. Philip, since September, you are our new BI director. Before that, you were responsible for venture development at Project A. Venture development at Project A is a kind of, uh, it's, it's a mix of uh, biz dev, smart, secret weapons going into the ventures, solving all kinds of special projects and um, project management uh, on the other hand. Uh, you were responsible for that, now BI. What did you do there and how do you come from that and move to BI? That's a very good question. I think I have to go a bit uh, into detail what venture development actually is to explain that. So um, I think in general at Project A, we are known for having a lot of specialist teams. And at some point uh, we, or I, I guess more than you than me, figured that uh, we also need one generalist department which takes over more of project management roles uh, and also the topics where we don't have specialists for, right? So that's uh, why we, or you, <laughs> founded the venture development team which I was involved with for the last two and a half years. Um, so that's a bit of an explanation of what venture development in general means or is at Project A. Um, and what have I been doing there? I think uh, it's very hard to describe. So I've been a bit the Allzweckwaffe, as you say in German. Um, so taking care of a lot of topics where we didn't really have a specialist for. That goes from um, taking over uh, COO roles on an interim space for a couple of ventures, Uh, but also over to um, liquidity project, which we will probably go a bit deeper into in the next couple of uh, minutes, uh, but also taking over responsibility for the general cooperation with our ventures, uh, for example, um, doing proper resource planning um, together with them, making sure that there are, uh, if there are conflicts arising, that we solve them. So basically ensuring that our work together with them is going smoothly. So that's a bit of uh, the, the, the work that we did um, in venture development. And now the question is a good one. How did I get from there to BI? Yeah, because I mean, I, as you as you mentioned, I I also took part, um, I also took responsibility for venture development for some time, and nobody ever asked me to look after BI. Um, when Leo um, left Project A, he actually specifically suggested that you would be the perfect candidate to take over for him. So he uh, and he, and he never asked for me in that role. So uh, he must have expected something from you that obviously I. I cannot provide uh, what is that and and what made you what made you go into that role I have no clue <laughs> <laughs> you should have probably asked him no um, seriously um, so actually it was more the founding partners of project a uh, approaching me asking me whether I was I was interested in doing that 
And I was actually quite happy about this because as mentioned before, I've been doing venture development here for quite a while. And I think I knew my way around that topic to some degree and also had the wish of going deeper into one specific topic. Um, and I think uh, the reason why Leo suggested that and also um, the founding partners approach, approached me is uh, twofold probably. Um, one being that um, during the last three years, I worked together with approximately 15 ventures and usually um, at their offices, so together with their teams. And during that time, I think I was able to understand um, what of our BI solutions are actually being used in the ventures and to, to quite well see that there is a gap between or there's often a gap in between what we are doing here and are conceptually capable of and was actually being uh, applied in the ventures. So I think um, Leo saw that um, I got this understanding and could probably help in bridging this gap. The second one being uh, probably that um, I do think I have quite some pragmatism from the time in venture development and uh, a good business perspective. So uh, actually understanding what are we doing in BI that can really drive value for a venture um, and what is probably probably something that we would like to take care of because it's an interesting problem but doesn't have necessarily a big impact for the venture. Uh, so I think these are two of the topics that probably Leo had in mind when suggesting me but as mentioned I can only guess. Yeah well um, I think your guess is right and obviously I did talk with Leo about that. Uh, however it, it's good to, to, to hear it from you um, and it's exactly that um, BI can easily be a topic that is dealt with in on, on a theoretical level but to have full impact on what's going on in the company you need people who bridge very very well that knowledge that you gain through data uh, in the bi team and connect that to business questions and also push a little bit the business side the different processes different functional areas marketing but also a lot of others into really using these data combining it with their processes etc and that actually leads us to a project I want to talk with you about. Um, I think you, you just said it. Um, at one of our ventures, Katawiki, you actually still in the venture development role, you have been working on what we call the liquidity room. Um, that was somehow a BI project. It was not data warehousing. What did you guys do there? So the liquidity project is probably the project I've personally been enjoying most with Project A. Um, probably also because it's not a very typical or classic project, but really we went to Katawiki and didn't really have a specific goal in mind, but um, had really a good team and then took it from there and the result was, was really, really positive. So what did we actually try to achieve? Katawiki, for those who don't know, um, is a marketplace with an auction model on top. Um, basically, think of it a bit like, uh, like eBay. Um, but for collectible items. So if you're a collector and you like to collect coins or stamps or even old timers, then Katawiki is your place to go. Um, and then being a marketplace, they have on the one hand supply and on the other hand demand. So supply would be the guys providing these coins and, and putting them for sale. And then demand would, the, would be the ones uh, being interested in, the, in buying those. Uh, and the balance between supply and demand on a marketplace, we call that liquidity. And by the time we got to Katawiki, um, they didn't really have a sound understanding of what that means across their marketplace. So they were not in the position to say, okay, within coins from the, from the 19th century, uh, we have a high demand, um, so we could probably act on that and we need more supply. 
they weren't in that position and um, we tried to to get them there so basically uh, we went there with uh, and it's not only me we went there with uh, three people uh, two guys from bi and back then i was still in venture development and we joined forces with uh, three people from katawiki and tried to make that happen so we started really from scratch um, they obviously have a very very good data warehouse structure that we could build on um, but as you said it was not a data warehouse project uh, we basically started conceptually and tried to envision uh, what the output could be and the goal was to come up with a tool that's highly actionable uh, so that would highlight whenever there's a mismatch between supply and demand and would also suggest uh, a proper action to take um, so the outcome after four months uh, was actually a tool that does exactly that um, and yeah, I'm, I'm proud to say that it's actually still being used today by Katawiki and being developed further every day. So you brought them a tool, you developed for them a tool or with them um, that helps them to bring supply and demand together. How, how to imagine that? In the beginning, when we started to build this tool, it was quite hacky. We just um, had ideas and then we built it very quickly to see whether it works. And as soon as we got confirmation from one of the stakeholders that this is actually helpful, we tried to build on top of that. Um, and the tool, you can imagine it like actually a big matrix on the one axis, having all the categories across the marketplace in different um, granularity. And on the other axis, actually having different value buckets. So you could see a segment of coins from the 19th century, to stick with that example, in the low value segment, whatever that means. Um, and then you could see this is being highlighted in a, in a certain color. So for example, red would say we need more supply here. And there are different uh, grades of that. So it can be dark red, it can be light red, it can also go into the other direction. Uh, so this is on a very high level for you to see where do we have a mismatch across our marketplace. And then you can drill further down and, uh, and dive into this very segment and see a lot of KPIs sorted um, by the stakeholders. So some could be for marketing, some could be for category management and so on and so forth to actually understand where is this problem coming from. Plus, uh, the tool would suggest um, actions to take. So, for example, if there is a need of demand in that very segment, um, then you could, as a marketeer, push uh, lots. That's how they call their items um, on sale. Uh, you could push these lots to certain marketing channels to make sure that there's more traffic arriving at this lot to increase the chance of, of selling it. Interesting. So what I'm hearing is small cross-functional team, um, limited time, you mentioned four months, building a tool that is fully actionable afterwards. That sounds like something that we want to see that really helps on a specific problem um, with one of our ventures. And um, ideally, we would have that working mode more often going forward. Are there other examples of where we are working that way in a similar way, probably also driven by our BI team right now? Yeah, first of all, we have to say that this is quite a luxury, right? Not every early stage venture can put six people in a room and tell them, hey, please focus on that specific topic for the yeah. next four months, because that's like quite some commitment. Um, so we were lucky that Katawiki saw the opportunity and saw actually the value of this and gave us the freedom to really start from scratch with something where nobody really knew where it was headed. Um, so that also implies that it's probably not something we can do uh, for every venture. It doesn't really fit everywhere, but we um, indeed want to do more of these projects. Um, one example probably could be uh, what we're currently doing in terms of pricing for Kfz-Teile 24. Mm -hmm. um, so there we didn't have um, a cross-functional team of six, uh, but rather um, 
one guy from our team, Tefik, um, in close uh, alignment with the Kfz-Teile team um, and also some external consultants um, on the pricing topic, uh, where they basically conceptually tackled that topic and then also in the end came up with a tool and built the tool that is now um, enabling them to manage the prices across the whole um, platform for, I think, uh, around a million products. Uh -huh. um, so that's quite quite interesting, but it was not really in this cross-departmental approach that we did at Katowice. Yeah. Well, that's actually quite a good teaser because actually this project, as well as another example that comes to my mind, which is um, the work we are doing at online printers in sales and BI. These are projects where BI helps functional areas other than marketing um, to solve actual problems. And um, to the audience, we will talk more about that in the fourth issue um, of, this, of this little series that we are doing here. Um, now, looking ahead, what do you think, what will change about the way BI works um, in the next 12 to 24 months? What's new? What, what's changing at the moment? What will be upcoming projects? What's, what's, what's new in the industry? What's waiting for us? Yeah. So uh, for us specifically, there's um, two things we want to do. Uh, so we're working on becoming more proactive, which means that in the past, um, oftentimes stakeholders were approaching us with business questions they needed data for and we want to be more a driver of this so we want to actually reach out um, to different departments uh, in different ventures and tell them hey here's something really interesting to look at uh, we did this or that analysis for you and we think it actually holds a lot of value um, the second one being that we want to move more out of marketing so historically uh, i think leo said that already in the last podcast um, Marketing is usually a big driver for young ventures because that's where the most money is spent. So in the past for Project A, it was really crucial to be strong here um, and um, enable ventures to have the, the, the deepest insights in the marketing area. And we still want to maintain that, obviously, and want to go with the time. Uh, but we also want to be become stronger um, when it comes to topics outside of marketing. So um, ideally, we want to be the one department that supplies data to all other departments um, who are re relevant for the business success. So think about pricing. We mentioned that already. Uh, so that basically we help category management to improve how they price their products. Um, we also want to become better in working together with product management when it comes to product analytics. So really help them shape the product in a way that it's actually helping the user most. That are just two examples. Um, I mean, there's like in every department of a business, there's always a need for data and we want to be more proactive in, in actually approaching these departments and help them make decisions data-driven and thus make uh, better decisions. When it comes to um, BI more in general, um, I think the, the biggest trends we see right now are in the field of AI, machine learning, and actually everybody's approaching us <laughs> saying that we want to do something machine learning. And then we ask them what's actually the use case. Um, and oftentimes there is none. So what we want to do is like we want to find more use cases for machine learning approaches in the future. There are a few cases where we do that um, very nicely. You mentioned one of those projects, which is basically the one with online printers, where we um, try to predict after a very short amount of time whether a new customer is, is likely to become a premium customer and, th uh, and then make it possible for the sales team to act on that. Mm -hmm. um, another one is uh, with Kfz Tyler where we predict churn um, so we see patterns in in the user's behavior change 
and then basically flag these people so that marketing can act on that. Um, but there's one big difficulty when it comes to machine learning approaches. Uh, there's somewhat of a black box and it's hard to get um, understanding or trust uh, into the outcome of, of these um, algorithms when the marketeers who should act upon them or even the management don't really understand how they come into place. Um, so that's something that we actually have to tackle. Okay. Um, short topic. Um, where would you locate? Because as we looked at it now, the, the scope of BI seems to be very wide. You can basically apply learnings from data in pretty much every functional area. Where would you locate such a team in your organization? To whom should a BI director report ideally? Yeah, that's a good topic. Uh, we have this discussion with almost every venture that we talk to. Um, it might sound a bit egocentric because I'm now from BI, but I would actually argue that a BI is a very central role in every company. So um, it should be also central in the organization so that every department can go to BI and ask for help, but also the other way around that BI can get in touch with all the departments. So usually we recommend BI reporting to the CEO. Um, oftentimes BI is reporting to the CFO, which can be quite nice, but then you just have to make sure that, uh, that the BI team doesn't become the team who is taking care of investor reporting and so on. So that's often the case. That's something that we don't recommend. Uh, and in some ventures, BI is even reporting to the CTO, um, which can also work out nicely, like in the case of Katawiki. But that's probably the case because uh, Marco, the former uh, founder and CTO, was also to some degree the acting CEO. Um, here, when BI is, is reporting to the CTO, there's a bit of a risk that it becomes a technical, a purely technical perspective and not so much uh, the business perspective. So what I recommend is um, having the BI department report to the CEO directly. Understood. Um, at Project A, we have the team split basically into what we call business intelligence. That's your team on one side and the data engineering team on the other side that sits with Martin Lötsch. Uh, which are basically the more technical people, the developers who develop solutions, right? Is that a solution that is valid mostly for Project A? Could it make sense for our ventures as well? How do you see that? And what do you need from these guys to do a good job? Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. Um, I think you would have to talk to Martin, our chief data officer, who's running the data engineering team as well, because um, he has a strong belief um, in building data pipelines as code. Uh, as opposed to classic BI tools where basically anyone can click together uh, an ETL, so making sure that you get data from A to B. Um, and in this case, one person can actually do this plus the analysis on top. We don't really believe in that because it's, these systems are hard to debug. It's really hard to work with more than one developer on it. So they're not really scalable. Um, we rather believe in building that as code. And for that, we have this split into two departments. So we have Martin's team taking... Building data pipelines as code. Exactly. Can you um, translate that? So that basically means when you have different data sources, such as your operational marketing tools, uh, then you have a back end where you have your orders, transactions, everything. Um, and then you have front end. Uh, and integrating all this data into one place is what you want to do in order to have consistency, right? Mm -hmm. That's why we build data warehouses. And you can either do that by having some kind of click tool where you basically 
um, build the ETL yourself. You, you say, I want to integrate this with this and you click it together. Uh-huh. Um, and we don't do that. We actually do this based on code. So we have the data engineering team making sure that we we manage this data ingestion. So making sure that we integrate these different data sources into one database, which is consistent so that we as the BI analysts can actually query this database and get everything out that we need for our, our analyses. And they make sure, and that's also what we need from them the most, they make sure that the data is consistent because the last thing you want to have is people arguing over data so that you look at your um, marketing data from AdWords uh, and I look at my data from Facebook and then we argue about it because it's not matching. So the consistency of the data is actually the biggest uh, thing that we that we need from the data engineering team. Now, um, I know this is not your favorite topic, but I, but I just have to talk with you about it. You used to be a member of the ultras of our actually common football club, Erste FC Köln. And just not to have this misunderstood, we're not talking about violence here. We're just talking about very intense support for your football club. Is there any, and, and if, I, if I see you here, it's hard to imagine, but you were actually part of that ultras organization supporting the football club like in a very intense um, <laughs> way. Um, is there anything out of that time which is which which has made you be the person you are today and where you would say um, to some extent that is still making you act the way you do today or the way you you you, you lead your team so that's actually true um, <laughs> I would not overinterpret that because that was actually um, when I did my abitur so only for two or three years um, but yes I did partake <laughs> in that It was actually a nice time. I enjoyed it. That was before the whole violence thing came into the ultras movement. So it was really more about supporting your your club. And what I took away from that, as said, I, I think it's easily overinterpreted, but probably like two or three things. So um, one learning would be go the extra mile. So that's what these guys do, right? They they meet on weekends, they prepare choreographies for, for their club. So they really go the extra mile because they believe that they can have an impact. Then probably don't give up easily on something that you believe in, uh, especially knowing that I'm a Cologne fan. I think I, <laughs> uh, I never gave up, although my club is probably not the, the most successful one. That's right. Um, and the last one, even though you're probably not always successful, um, trust in the capabilities of your team. So, I mean, you also, we, we go there still because we know that these guys are probably not the best players, but they, they can win even the, the important games. Even when you're the underdog, you can win because if you believe in what you, what you can do. And I think probably this one is the, the biggest um, for, for my current work with the team. So a lot of um, people from my team have more knowledge in some of the areas than I do because they've been doing that for a long time. And I really count on them and, and trust them with what they do. So that's probably the biggest uh, impact um, on how I work together with the team today. But I would not only attribute that to uh, the fact of me being a Cologne fan or having been there for two and a half years very intensively. Okay, but now people, that sounds like somebody you want to work with or even want to work <laughs> for. Philip, are you hiring? Yes, we are. Um, we are looking for BI analysts uh, on a constant basis. Um, so we have a vacancy in our team, but also in, in some of the ventures. 
So if we prefer to work for a venture, that's also fine. Um, and we always we are always looking for data engineers in Martin's uh -huh. team. Um, so if you are working in that field, feel free to approach us. Cool. Well, thank you very much, everybody. The next episode will again actually be with you, Philip. But then the main protagonist in the episode will be Doro Zedorf, our CMO. And we will be talking about how BI can help marketing, which is usually, as we said, the, the main area um, where BI supports, besides a lot of others. That will be episode four. But episode three, next one, BI and marketing. Thanks a lot for coming here. And thank you, everybody, for listening. Yeah.